Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I am Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And we are ready for the Super Bowl. It's going, to, it's going down, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into the Super Bowl, let's get into these conference championship games. Let's kick it off with the AFC championship game between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Before we even get to any of the highlights and any of the uh, the crazy things that happened, how did you guys feel about this game overall? Wow. Um, yes. I mean, I think me and Talon picked the Bengals to win. Yeah, you guys did. Uh, because I said, I said my, my heart is telling me Cincinnati is going to win, but my head is telling me Kansas City is going to win, and I got to go with my head on this one. Uh, hey, your head was right for the first uh, quarter, or no, for the first uh, first half, half, first half. And, yeah. and it, like this game, we say it all the time. It was the tale of two halves between the the Bengals and the Chiefs. The Bengals did win 27-24 in overtime, um, but at least in this case, both teams had a chance to get the ball in overtime. Oh yeah! Uh, if you guys could have seen our group chat as soon <laughs> as Kansas City kicked the field goal to go into overtime. Roger and I both trash ass overtime rules. Here yeah. they come. Right. Fuck, fuck overtime. Yeah. The thing like like I didn't get a chance to watch I didn't, at the time I didn't get a chance to watch uh the third quarter. Like when I, I looked at my phone and I was like, "Oh shit, they tied it at 21 all. Holy shit." And I didn't get a chance to watch the fourth quarter um because uh dad was over at the house and I was spending time with dad. Um but then later on I was like I just got a message saying K, uh, I, I just like Casey went down. Cincinnati's going to the Super Bowl, and my first initial thought was bullshit, you know. But then I was like, no, no, this is real. Like they won in overtime. I was like, fuck did, yeah, you know. Did you, did you get that message from Spanky? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God bless you, Spanky. But calm down, man. <laughs> All right, Bro, but now go ahead. I I one hundred percent believe that he is the most diehard Cincinnati Bengals fan I have ever met personally. Right. Now, now our good our good buddy Warren Sanders is a, a Cincinnati fan, but he doesn't go to the lengths that that Spanky does. Uh Spanky sent me a message the other day that was him in a legit Cincinnati Bengals suit. <laughs> like, oh, a, like, a, like, like a three-piece suit like a like Bro, a zoot suit like i'm gonna send it to y'all right now okay was, was this man fresh to death he was fresh to death oh my goodness rocking that rocking that orange and black tiger suit <laughs> to be honest that's that that's not a bad idea for a suit you know right i mean It'd be gaudy, but I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's like one of them suits you wear, like on draft day, when you know for a fact the team's taking you number one overall. Yeah, I might as well embrace it. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of suit I'd definitely wear too, like a uh, a uh, birthday. Oh, hold on, let me see. Yeah, hold on. Let me, oh, let me... never mind. Oof, not what I was thinking at all. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me get to this. Oof. Hold on. No, sir. That this would be the one time, my damn. Okay, here we go. What the fuck? <laughs> Ah, that's, that's, a, that's a pass. I thought it was going to be like the nice, just stripes with the colors, you know what I'm saying? Right. Looking like Tony the Tiger went out on a date with somebody. Bruh. 
but nah, that suit, oof. That's what I, I thought, dude, dude. Dude, I thought it was a bathrobe. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" You couldn't pay me to wear that shit, bro. That's what I'm saying, bro. He that the dude is die hard. Like, and you got to be die hard to wear some stuff like that. All respect to him because I yeah. couldn't pull that off. Yeah, God bless you, Spanky man. That being said, though, man, let's just go straight into some of the statistics, man. Uh, Joe Burrow, twenty three of thirty eight, two hundred uh, two hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and interception. Uh, Joe Mixon ran for uh, 88 yards in this game. Uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, these stats don't really tell the story. Cause the stats most don't of tell the story, yes. Because most of this was of, second half. <laughs> right. But I'm, just, I, I'm, just, I'm just hitting you with just the, the just the box scoring statistics. No, I, I got you. I got you. I understand. Uh, uh, receiving T. Higgins had the most receptions. Him and Jamar Chase had the most receptions at six. T. Higgins had 103 yards. Jamar Chase had 54 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, uh, but they were – man, they were – they were crowding Jamar Chase. Yeah, that's why were. T. Higgins got so open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, they were crowding uh, Jamar Chase and uh, Uzuma because Uzuma didn't have nothing, no. not a damn thing. Um, and then uh, you know, as far as defensively goes, you know, they all had they had a good game. Eli Apple with seven uh, total uh, tackles in this game. Jermaine Pratt with eight total tackles led the team. Shout um, out! Hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were we gonna say? No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say shout out to Ridgeland High School's own Von Bell with the interception in overtime. BJ Hill also had the interception. Um, you know, just the, the entire. I mean, Trey Hendrickson with a sack and a half. Sam Hubbard had two sacks. BJ Hill also had half a sack in this game. Uh, you know, like like this team came to play, and Evan uh, Evan Evan McPherson with uh, four field goals in the game as well. Um, then they needed every single field goal they could get for this game. Um, I forget one person. Who am I forgetting? The one man that was locking down people. Mike Hilton. Yeah, Mike Hilton. Yeah, yeah, Mike Hilton did it. How many times did they even even throw them? Like three times? Yeah, they – like three or four times? (laughs) Yeah, they threw threw one. I want to say it was to Tyreek Hill, Jesse Bates – uh, got his hand in there to block it, and that's what caused the uh, the Von Bell interception was the, yes. uh, the the deflection from Jesse Bates. Um, perfect timing too, like dude. That, just... that yeah, I mean the 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 moment you had to make the perfect play, he made the perfect play. Um, and and then but then you go to the Kansas City Chiefs, and Kansas City was going off in the first half, like we, we said. You know, Pat Mahomes two seventy five three touchdowns, but he did have them two he did have them two picks. Um. Crucial uh, picks, <laughs> very crucial picks. Uh, one in overtime, which they definitely didn't need need it at the moment. Clyde Edwards-Alaire only carried the ball six times for thirty six yards in this game. He's um, no longer their, their starter. That's it's McKinnon now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Jerry McKinnon, McKinnon is definitely their starter. But but still, even with him being a starter, twelve carries, sixty five yards, which sixty five is okay. But I mean, if you have a you know, because Travis Kelsey had, was ten for ninety five and a touchdown. Tyreek was seven to seventy eight for a touchdown. Uh, Miko Harmon three fifty two for a touchdown. And then you know you have a, one to Byron Pringle. One you know, Demarcus Robinson was targeted three times, didn't catch anything. No. Um, you know, in this game, um, uh, Miko Harmon actually got in a heated argument, like a heated discussion, because it wasn't really an argument. He was he went up to the quarterback coach and it was like, "Hey, yo, I was open on this route." And I was open on this one, and y'all threw over me, or you guys just didn't throw it at all in time. Uh, and then he went up to Tyreek. He's like, "Hey, I'm not bad mouthing you at all, you know, whatever." And Tyreek's like, "Nah, man. Like, they, they had a little thing, but it wasn't out of disrespect. It was more like I'm trying to take pressure off you, kind of thing." Right. Yeah. 
Oh man, yeah, the the end of the that. the end of the first half, um, right there, Pat Mahomes he threw it looked like a screen pass almost to uh, Tyreek, and it looked like Tyreek was going to score, but then they stopped him right there um, on the four, and then time just ran out. And it's like you got to kick a field goal in that situation. Yeah, and Andy Reid, but we the thing we know with Andy Reid is he's always going to go for it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I didn't see anything really wrong with it. I mean, knowing them, they thought uh, knowing Kansas City's offense, they definitely could have made it if it was anybody else's defense. Because Cincinnati's defensive line was coming with perfect spy blitzes, pretty much. Right. Um, and but so, what about that? Uh, the last play uh, before uh, Kansas City kicked the field goal, where like Cincinnati's got everybody wrapped up and there's the the one cincinnati guy i want to say it was was it hilton maybe uh, he was have, playing no. spy no uh, playing the one playing spy, spy was uh, and uh he Sam rushed Hubbard, in yeah? uh rushed in and sacked mahomes i think uh, that forced, was forced the fumble but kansas city recovered and i think that was bj i think that was bj hill that did that no because B, no. bj was, was in on half a sack was it, it was, was it a it linebacker? Was linebacker yeah um, so I think it was uh Hendrickson, Maybe Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yeah, because he had a one and a half. I'm watching a video right now. Let me see. Yeah, because BJ know. Hill also had a half too. So that's why I was, you know, no, this was it wasn't a half sack. He, it, hold it on, was, hold on. It was it Sam was Hubbard fine, because though. Sam Hub- Sam Hubbard is credited with the forced fumble. Nope, DJ Reader. It was DJ Reader. Yep, he caused the fumble because Patrick Mahomes tried to hit it, and uh, BJ Reader came at an angle and hit his hand, so it caused huh. the fumble instead of a sack. Okay, because 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 right here it says it was Sam Hubbard forced the fumble. Uh, I mean, I, I just watched the video and they, that's what they were saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to replay because I knew I knew what you play you were talking about. I literally couldn't remember who it was, <laughs> but it was who was supposed to be. The, they were saying like he's in the spy position, but he saw the opportunity, which is always risky because you still leave that yeah. middle open. Exactly. Yeah, but it, it, but you see again, I mean, but it, it was one of those situations. Like I was listening to, um, I was listening to. Uh, Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless this morning on uh, Undisputed, and Shannon Sharp pretty much they asked a, they asked the question because I mean Kansas City was up big at halftime. You know, at one point they were up, you know, twenty three. Yeah, they were they up eighteen. Were... Yeah, um, and they said like, how big of a disappointment is this? And they were like, he was like, on a scale of one to ten, it's a hundred. Because how do you blow an eighteen point lead? First of all, second of all, <laughs> ask the Falcons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Second of all, when Kansas when, when Kansas City came out, they made no adjustments. They just said, oh, we're just going to do what we do. Meanwhile, Cincinnati made every adjustment that they could, and they started gaining the momentum. And when you gain momentum, especially in these, especially when you're down and you start gaining momentum, you, you're hard to stop, even with a team as good as Kansas City, you know, which a lot of people were saying. Because I don't know if I said this a couple of weeks ago or not, but remember when we did our um, our are you ready our, our way too early predictions, mm-hmm. um, and I think YouTube yeah YouTube picked the Browns. I picked the Steelers, and nope. Chad picked the Ravens. And for what? for, for who was going to win the NFC the AFC North? Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we were all like, and and, and I I think I said something to the effect of like. You know, we all picked everyone but the Cincinnati Bengals. Watch the Cincinnati Bengals win the division, and we all had a chuckle out of it. 
Well, I mean, oh boy, look at this now. You know, they went went from two years ago only winning two games. Last year they only won four. Because I mean, well, obviously, uh, Burrow have the ACL tear, which was midway through the season, so he did lose some games. Um, Obviously, his weapons weren't as strong. The offensive line definitely was not as strong as now. Right, but. We, we kept noticing in the offseason they made these moves here and there, and obviously the pick for Jamar Chase, we're like, oh, that chemistry is going to be there between them. We just didn't yep. know it was going to be this exceptional. Which yeah. Is, which well, is hell, they just move. played with each other two years ago in LSU. Yeah, but you got to remember, you're going from college to professional. Yeah, and then there was the question of of how Burrow was going to be coming back. And then he came out here injury. with the Ric Flair robe going woo on everybody because he's big money Burrow. Big money yeah. burrow, yep. Um, um, but can we talk about Cincinnati's actual MVP for this game? Yeah, sure. McPherson, Ed McPherson, yep. The man don't miss in the playoffs. He's he said he's the postseason king. Four for four. His longest of the day was fifty-two yards, and he did have an extra point. At, he had thirteen yeah. points. He had all, he had almost half their points. Yeah, thirteen points. Actually, no, yeah. he had. Uh, let's see, let's see. He was four for four, twelve, thirteen. Yeah, so he had almost half their points. Yeah. It, so, and it's it's funny to think that just uh, last week in the divisional game, uh, as he was getting ready to come onto the field, he makes this comment of, "Man, I can't believe we're going to the conference championship," and they made a big deal about it. And apparently, uh, when they got into field goal range in overtime, he made the same statement. Man, I can't believe we're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, Before so he ever took the field to kick. Mm-hmm. That's how much confidence that man has in himself. So, what was his longest this past past? Uh, Fifty-two. F- yesterday, his, uh, I say yesterday. But I don't know when this episode's dropping. It, but, um, it's yesterday when we're recording. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, he dropped it. Well, it's fresh in our mind. Um, it was fifty-two yards was his long for yesterday. So, you guys. Want to know what his stats were for the Titans game? Sure. Um, four for four on the field goal. Mm-hmm. One for one on extra points. Thirteen total points. Longest for fifty-four. This man don't miss. This he man don't, don't miss. miss. He don't yeah. miss. Oh my god, this man uh, don't miss. <laughs> now let's talk about the 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 smidge of controversy. Which one? <laughs> In this game, well, the the so the final. Oh, run. hold on, real quick, real quick. Yeah. So his, uh, I was looking up his Raiders game because obviously he's perfect in the postseason. Um, yeah. He's twelve for twelve so far in the postseason. Um, so he was four for four against the Raiders. Um, longest of forty three, so not much of a challenge. Two for two for extra points. He had fourteen points. He had more than half their points for that game. <laughs> they're gonna be, hey, be hurting if he goes down. Shoot, that man, he he. Did you not see that last kick on overtime where the two guys dove at his feet and he literally just like he kicked the ball and did the you know the the stunt on you turn like he put his foot down turned and just kept walking. Yeah, because he knew. Like he's like y'all y'all can go at my feet all you want. You ain't getting me. Right. <laughs> yeah. So um, what, what what okay so what controversy are you referring to, Chip? Okay, so the last run, uh, by Joe Mixon. He went down without contact and then drops the ball and starts walking off, right? So Andy Reid is pleading with the uh, the officials, hey, 
That's a fumble. That's a fumble. He went down without contact and dropped the ball. That's a fumble. Now, in overtime, the coaches cannot challenge and all plays are reviewed from the booth. Yes. Uh, The officials, their statement was he gave himself up and the whistle was blown. Uh, I'm watching it right now just to... No, I'm not. They lied. They gave it the wrong play. <laughs> well, I was. I thought I was watching the play, and it's the pre, uh, the uh, uh, what's his name? The other running back. Shoot. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I, P. P. Ryan. Yes, P. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Was, they were showing his uh touchdown instead. Um, but no. Uh, I didn't. I was watching. I really. I didn't remember that. Like, I remember him going down, but I did not know. I did not remember it being a no contact one. Yeah, he he went down on his own. Um, okay, well, he kind of stumbled um, and went down, and then he hops back up and just kind of, not really, he just kind of nonchalantly chunks the ball down and uh, walks towards the end zone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yep, yeah, we got this. We're in field goal range. We've won this game. And a Kansas City guy uh, player, I don't remember who it was, but he scooped the ball up and started heading towards their end zone uh and then the whistles blown and the refs uh decided that uh mixon had given himself up at that point when he dropped the ball so the play was dead at that point how much time between the drop and the pickup was it was it like a second was it immediate or was it a couple of seconds uh it was almost immediate i, mean, I really don't remember this play it. I'm, I'm watching the highlights now just so I can see if I okay. they glanced through yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it was in overtime, so you can pass towards the end. Gosh, McPherson's so nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching that kick again. Hey, this hey. dude, no, no fear at all whatsoever. Here's an interesting uh, stat. Uh, Evan McPherson has gone 4-4 four of four on field goal attempts in each of the three playoff games in postseason going 12-12 for 12 overall. No other kicker has two such games in a single postseason in NFL history. Yeah, they were talking about how um, the kicker before him, I think they said was Finnett. No, uh, Goskowski was Steven the only Gar- one. Steven uh, Goskowski, yeah. There you go. Um, was the yeah. was the only one that had anywhere near what uh, McPherson had. Yeah. Um, but he, this is this dude doing it as a rookie, a rookie yeah. kicker. Literally, yeah. like I mean, everybody's like, "Oh, he's just a kicker." Like, you know how much pressure that is. Yeah. To do it in every game in the postseason, where it literally is on you, and you're just coming out here like, "Nah, money." I will say this: it is. It's never going to happen. I know it's never going to happen. But if Evan McPherson hits five field goals in a damn Super Bowl, just give him the MVP. Why not? You know what I, mean, I mean, if he's the only one to score, they have to. Yeah. All right. Are, I mean, are you watching the highlights on NFL.com, Raj? Uh, I'm literally just on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I'm just like shuffling through the highlights. Go to about the 205 mark. There's, there's a video on NFL.com. Uh, and it's labeled as uh, Joe Mixon's best plays from 115 yard game AFC Championship. Was it a hundred plus yard game? It was 115 yards. That's but, combined running, right? Because he definitely didn't have that. He had 88 yards. Uh, that's just what the the title of it says. Let's see. As a team, they had 116 yards as a team. Okay. Hey, hold on. That's weird. Um, ESPN does, does not have 
P. Ryan's run. Oh, the catch. Never mind. Okay. It was a run. I mean, a catch. Let's see. Here's I'm going a, through. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, here's another one. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are 27-2 and two when leading by 10 points at halftime since 2018, including playoffs. Both of their two losses have come against the Bengals this season. The playoff game yesterday and the Week 17 game. Yeah, and also, uh, what is it? Mahomes has only lost two playoff games at home ever, and one was the Patriots when they came back from a deficit. No, the Patriots got ahead at half, I think. Yeah, yeah, they were ahead. And then this one. And then this one. But, I mean, um, I mean that the expectation that that team has to win every year, and, I mean, they almost do. They've already yeah, won I, once. I mean, how, yeah. my question is how many times can we keep bringing this team back together? Right. That's going to be tough. Uh, knowing that, uh, well, Mahomes is locked in for what? 10 for life. Years? For yeah, life. He's alive. He's <laughs> li- uh, Mahomes is a lifer. Unless he ends up doing the Tom Brady and going to his 40s. I don't. I don't see him going anywhere else. But what? It's like ten years, one hundred and forty million. He's getting paid forty five million a year for the next. Yeah. So it's like he he ain't going nowhere. He's set no. for life. Yeah. Uh. So so you really got to worry about guys like Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Because Kelsey's already been in the league more than seven years now at this point. Right. Yeah. So any chance he goes somewhere else, or you think he'll stay? You think he'll be a lifer? He'll be a lifer. He'll be a lifer. That man's too consistent for them to give up like that. Right. Let's Travis Kel- Speaking of Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey surpasses Rob Gronkowski for the most postseason receptions among tight ends in NFL history with yeah. 106 compared to Rob Gronkowski's 98. All right, I'm watching the play right here. That No, that wasn't one with contact. That one had a contact. Um, that one had a contact too. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's the very last play. Like, no, no, he definitely him. had. He definitely got touched. He got pushed down. Because if you're looking, who was it? Number oh, there's a corner next to him. I can't see what number that was, but he goes in through the crowd, jukes in. Number fifty five grabs his shoulder pad, and as he spins down, yeah, because the next play is when uh, Joe Burrow loses three yards, so they can get better position for the kick. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, he he got technically he technically was in a motion, got grabbed in the shoulder pad, and went down. Right. But then again, it can't be reviewed in playoffs and uh, overtime anyway, which is another stupid rule that there's no challenge directly. Yeah. Right. Here's another. Uh, here's another interesting insight. Uh, Von Bell's interception in overtime was the Bengals' sixth defensive interception this postseason, the most in any single postseason. In a t- in team's history since go and this is going back to 1988 for the Bengals or for for the Bengals for the Bengals okay. for the Bengals okay I mean no like the Bengals like we said they they have all the momentum they're playing like it Joe Burrow's has no no fear Jamar Chase has no fear uh, Evan McPherson has no fear T Higgins has no fears I mean really they're, they're playing they're a young group and they're playing with all the swagger in the world right now right. Yeah. And and, uh, and and you also have to think about this thing because, <clears throat> and shout out to Gary Lambert because he 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 said something on his uh, Facebook page about it. Think about this: you have Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Like the AFC is going to be interesting to watch over the next ten to fifteen years, just because of those quarterbacks alone. 
you know, I won't Lamar Jackson. I won't yeah, throw Lamar Jackson in years. Uh, Maybe the next ten. I, no, I would say the next six or seven. Uh, you think because, so? Well, I mean, because I mean, because you got thing. Pat Mahomes. But, He's going to be around for the next ten years. He is, yes. But are the Bengals going to be able to pay Burrow when his contract, when his rookie contract comes up? Are the Bills so. going to be able to play, pay uh, Josh Allen? Are but Josh Allen already got a re- he already did his contract renewal? Yeah. Okay. He's locked in for a few more for at least five more years, I think. Um, but we also got uh, Mac Jones. Yep. Um, right. See, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, are these teams or are these quarterbacks going to want to play for that team for that long? When contracts come up, are they going to want to go somewhere else? You know? I think. I think the front office of these these brand the new the new the new heads of football are starting to see that they have to not so much do what the quarterback asks, but see what fits the quarterback best instead of what they think that fits the team best. Because, I mean, right now, you can literally uh, – defensive players are so good right now, and even teams that have quote-unquote bad defenses would blow other teams out regardless um, right. anywhere else. Um, it's just the key points of how to keep the momentum of your offense going because if you're able to score – immediately then it doesn't matter how good the opposing offense uh defense is you're still without score them um, right like let me see who else do we have that's a young uh young in the uh, afc kyler murray i was just saying uh, that's almost, nfc though almost no? all of the afc, AFC isn't he? the cardinals are in the nfc bubble yeah the cardinals are nfc yes they are what because they're in the same division as uh seattle Seattle, Seattle, the Rams, and the uh, 49ers. The 49ers, 49ers. Yeah, that's, that's NFC. NFC. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't know good? why. I don't like. Wait, hold on. Yeah, but no. I mean, we still have we still have Josh Allen, Mac Jones, um, whoever the Dolphins pick up next season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have the Bengals. Uh, I mean, Baker Mayfield can't show it. They just I don't know what's going on with that offense right now or and that defense too. I mean, yeah, they're and- just everywhere. Now the question is, since Ben Roethlisberger retired officially, who's going to end up taking his spot? Josh Dobbs. I no. mean, Dwayne no, Haskins. It's, it's going to be Dwayne Haskins. It should be Dwayne for, Haskins. It, yeah, they're, I think they're going to ride with him for a year, and at least, and uh, build an offensive line because that's what they don't have. A what? Offensive an line. offensive line. Yeah. No, yeah. Ever since everybody left, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Because, yeah, really the rest of their team is pretty solid. Or the defense is still solid. Um, obviously, they're getting up there in age. is an issue, too. Yeah, but, um, I mean, they also got T.J. Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick. You know, they got some good young players on that defense, I, too. Yeah, I, I think that T.J. and Minka are the cornerstones of that Steelers defense right now. Oh, for now. sure. Um, we also have Lamar Jackson. Let me get through these teams real quick. Then we always have Pat Mahomes. Um, and then we have Justin uh, Herbert. Justin Herbert. Um, so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine. Yeah. Young uh, QBs for the AFC that are just going to be able to take over the NFC. Not so much. Well, I mean, but I mean, here's the thing. I mean, yeah, you you could say Trevor Lawrence because he's the first overall pick, but he ain't doing shit in Jacksonville. You Jackson, could say Jacksonville's issue is always the same thing: is that they don't know how to build a team that lasts. That's right. true. 
So we uh, could talk as much shit as we want about uh, Trevor Lawrence, but who is his real help there, to be honest? He, didn't he, didn't, have he doesn't have any. Yeah, and he doesn't even have an offensive line, and he still won three games. Yeah. Right. And I think they might have won a few more had um, – what was that running back that uh, they Robinson? drafted? No, 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 no. The no. new one? The the new one. EVT, no I think is what his initials yeah. were. Yeah, the yeah. one that didn't make sense why they got him. It doesn't make sense, but I think that had he been healthy, because uh, he was on IR the whole season, uh, there would they probably would have won a couple of more games because he knows Trevor Lawrence and knows his play calling abilities <laughs> and style. So, sir, are we warn you. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I had to yawn. I apologize. I apologize. Should have pushed the microphone. Uh, I apologize. Travis Etney is the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. That's um, they also had Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, who are way past their prime at this point. Right. Well, and Duke Johnson is with Miami now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him so. and Philip Lindsay are. Yeah. yeah. Philip Lindsay, man, I feel so bad. That dude got shafted for no reason at all. He yeah, really he did. did. He, he should still be on. The Broncos. My 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 thing is that didn't make sense to me is that Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay was a great one two combo. I don't think we would have won as many games two seasons ago if it wasn't for them because we know how bad Drew Lock is. Right. The man's trash water. Wow, I've never heard that before. <laughs> trash uh, water. Yeah, that's like that little bag of you know when you have like something wet I've heard in a of trash garbage. Bag? I've heard garbage juice. I've never heard nah. trash water. It's, no, it's when you randomly pick up a trash bag when you're going to go take it out, and then there's just water leaking from it, but you don't actually know if it's water or not, but it's clear liquid. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be Pedialyte for all you know. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and sip that. See what happens. Nope. Right. I have gravy. Uh, so so one last thing about the, the Bengals-Chiefs game uh, before we move on. Uh, so Joe Burrow is vying to be the third quarterback starting quarterback ever to win a FBS national championship and a Super Bowl in the same year. The only two other that have done it are Joe Namath and Joe Montana. In the same year. In the same I, year. I think it was the same year. It, it, uh, it Burrow won it like two ever. years ago. <laughs> huh? He won it two years ago. Burrow? Yeah. Yeah, it was 2019. He didn't, he didn't win the Super Bowl. No, but Oh, no, but, no, okay, yeah, so... Uh, Only two starting that. quarterbacks have won a national championship and a Super Bowl. Uh, Super that's, Bowl. that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's just quarter, starting quarterbacks with the name Joe. No, I don't think so. Because... You, you can double check it. Because I'm trying to think of national champion winners in the past... Jamarcus Russell. Uh... He didn't win shit in the NFL. <laughs> no, he, he didn't win shit really but much in college. No, I mean, Matt Liner didn't win in the NFL. Vince Young didn't win in the NFL. Um... No, I'm, I'm, you can double check me, but I'm pretty sure those, if, if Joe Burrow wins the Super Bowl this year, he'll be the third starting quarterback to ever win a national championship and a Super Bowl. Tom Brady that's never start, won a national. That's starting, that's starting quarterback. That's yeah. the thing that it has to be a starting quarterback, and that's the one thing I gotta make sure. Um, no, to be honest, I don't think so. Yeah, that might be. 
that's ridiculous to really think about. And they're all named Joe. Mm-hmm. Mighty Joe. Yeah, it really is just uh just Joe and Joe. Wow. Joe Montana, Joe Namath, Joe Burrow could be next. You never know. Walter Payton didn't win a national championship. Oh, he's not a quarterback. Never mind. Like that's the thing, like I keep remembering it has to be a quarterback. Yeah. A starting and, quarterback. And a starting quarterback. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh yeah. All right, so we're going to move on from that AFC championship. Go go ahead. You got something else? Technically, Tom Brady, because Michigan 97 won the championship, and they shared it, and he was a rotational starter. He he started and then one game, and he didn't start one game, and there's he started no one game. There's no such thing as a shared championship, sir. Yeah, yeah remember, no... that's, the, that's the year that they won. Um, They split it for some reason. 1997, they literally did split the championship that year between yep. Michigan and – Ah, oh, shoot. But I remember that because it made no sense. Uh, college national champion. Because remember, that's when they were doing by stupid votes. Yeah, they did the stupid votes and then they went to the bullshit system. So it was AP poll gave Michigan the championship, but the coaches poll gave Nebraska the championship. Why not have Nebraska and Michigan play and see who the fuck wins? I like, thought they did. But yeah, that it was stupid because they were doing just the bowl games. Were doing it, but they also did off based the records and the polls. Uh, so it was stupid as shit. Thank God we don't have that system anymore. Our system least, now is not that good, though. Well, I mean, <laughs> our system now is better than what it used to be. Which sounds so funny. I'm, I'm still upset at the 2007 BCS uh, national title. 2007. I think it was 2007. Why? It was the year that Alabama and LSU went to play for the national title. Together, and, yeah. And my yeah. gripe with that whole thing was Alabama not only didn't win the SEC championship, they didn't even compete in the SEC championship game. And I was that's when I was a firm believer at that point. A lot of people – and people gave me shit for it. They said, well, because that year, the best team that year was LSU – the second best team was Oklahoma State. It should have been Oklahoma State and LSU in the national championship game. But, well, Oklahoma State has that bad loss against Iowa State, and Iowa State was unranked at the time. Okay, but Oklahoma bounced, Oklahoma State, I'm sorry, bounced back and won the fucking Big 12. Alabama didn't even play in the SEC championship game. Like, don't I mean don't give me the bullshit. Like that's when they see that's the day I found out. All right, this shit's a popularity contest because they don't give a fuck about who the best team is. They just because because Alabama's big money in 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 college football. So bam, we got to put Alabama in there. You know, like I'm pretty like and, and I, I'm so of that mindset, and I might be wrong in this line of thinking, but I'm convinced that if Alabama, which they did lose in the in the in the, in the national championship this year, the Georgia. But I'm pretty convinced that if Georgia had beaten Alabama in the SEC championship games, Alabama would have still been in because I think people would have still put them in there, even with two losses. Uh, no, because seven Wolverines team, Brian Greasy was the starting quarterback. I remember him. They see the thing is like Tom Brady and him switched games back and forth. I remember oh, that thing. It, it said according to the stats here, it says Brian Greasy started twelve games that year. Ugh. Yeah. But so yeah, so ninety seven was split because Rose Bowl was played by number one Michigan against number eight Washington State. Orange Bowl was played by undefeated number two 
Nebraska against number three Tennessee, um, and they both want an undefeated. Yeah, and if you both AP gave well that, after this season, um, they switched it to where Big Ten and Pac Ten, uh, the Big Ten and Pac Ten conferences for the play. Oh crap! What was it? They switched it up to real for the realignment, so it wouldn't be that way anymore. Um, let me just make sure. Uh, I don't care about the that right now. So um, this mark. So that year marked the last time a pack, Big Ten or Pac Ten team would be bound to play in the Rose Bowl instead of just being number one versus number two in the title game. Right. And that was due to the 1998 BCS realignment, which moved around the teams a bunch, and they also made sure that you know the number one, two, and number one and two would actually play each other now. Yeah, and that's when oh, uh, uh, that's when T. Martin took uh, Tennessee to the national title that year. Was it 98? Yep. They they beat they beat big headed Peyton Manning out to the you know championship. No, no, no big no Peyton was gone. Exactly, they beat him oh. out. <laughs> But I'm saying, who did who did Tennessee beat? Was it Mich? No, what Michigan? No, ninety eight. Was it not? Oh man, uh, I'm so bad at remembering things things from like the nineties because I, I can remember baby. the winners. Oh uh, baby, <laughs> uh, number oh, crap. Uh, Florida State number two. Florida State, yep. At the Fiesta Bowl, man, still the best Fiesta Bowl has to be Oklahoma again. Shmee smash by Boise State. Huh? Boise State versus Oklahoma? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I found this one thing that said the 1998 <laughs> BCS conspiracy. That's for a different day. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to ooh, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig deep and we're gonna have to do this off air. Um anyway. So let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to the NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams. Again, a game where the winning team came back from behind. The Rams won 20 to 17. This one didn't go into overtime, but it was it was pretty close. It was close there at the end. Um uh, uh how'd you guys feel about this game? Sean McVay about gave it the game away. Yeah. Almost. Called two challenges that he lost. Uh, in the third and fourth, he challenged one in the third, challenged another one in the fourth, lost both of them. Called a timeout instead of taking the five yard penalty on for or on a second down. I, I'm taking that penalty. Fuck that. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup did Cooper Cup things. Yeah. Let me <laughs> let, let me let me get into the stats real quick. Um, the Rams stats: uh, Matthew Stafford three thirty seven for two touchdowns and an interception. Um, not a big running attack. Uh, Cam Akers got um, uh, 13 carries, 48 yards. Uh, Sony Michelle, 10 carries, 16 yards. Um, and then, like what you said, Raj, Cooper Cup went off. 11 receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. OBJ had nine receptions, 113 yards in this game. Definitely contributed uh, in a good way. Uh, uh, Traven Howard with the interception for him in this game. And... Uh, if you go to the stats of the San Francisco 49ers in this one, Jimmy G had 232 with two touchdowns and an interception. Excuse me. 
Debo Samuel was their not only their leading rusher, but also their leading receiver. Their leading uh Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, Elijah Mitchell only ran for 20 yards. Yeah, but in this game. Debo Debo was technically in more than uh Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell had eleven carries, quote unquote, but Debo had seven carries, but he was also playing receiver and he was doing jet sweeps and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, and, and he also had four receptions, seventy two yards, led the led the team with the yardage. Um, and a touchdown on top of that, um, you know, and then Jimmy Ward with the interception, um, Aubrey Thomas with 13 total tackles, Fred Warner with 10, uh, led the team in that capacity. Nick Bosa, a sack and a half in this game. Um, so yeah, this was one of those games where, like what you said, the game was almost just given to Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. Um, you know, um, how did y'all feel about this game overall? Um, so, uh, they actually locked down Aaron Donald really well in this game. Yes, they did. Um, Eric Weedle, uh, played pretty good in the back. He did a lot more tackling than he probably should have. Troy Reader was getting embarrassed. Um, he was getting run over by Debo, uh, and, uh, Brenda Ayuk. Obviously he's going to get run over by George Kittle cause that man's a monster. Um, but no, um, I think that's their weak points, their slot corners, uh, really overall. Von Miller did okay. They 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 blocked the people that they, Aaron Donald and Von Miller were very well defended. Um, but it did open up for Darius Williams, uh, who was the other guy? Oh god, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but one of the other uh Nick Scott, the linebacker, was getting through pretty well too. Right. The uh delay blitzes and stuff. Um, people are giving Jimmy G a lot of shit for this game, though, saying he lost the game. I don't, I don't believe that. They were that Debo and Elijah Mitchell combined had less yardage than Cam Akers did by himself. Right. Um, they're, they they rely heavy on Debo to get runs. Um, he didn't, and like I said, they're that they just really couldn't get it going then the receivers i mean he spread it out pretty well i don't he threw one interception so it's not like he was just throwing the game away either right um but no cooper cup did cooper cup things he got in the slide found the zones odell beckham made two major plays that really caused uh safety to go over towards him which I'm sorry, the safety screwed either way if you line up OBJ and OBJ playing well and Cooper Cup on the same side. Who you who do you pick to be the overhead on? Oh my god, that <laughs> And you... we found out, hey, it don't matter which one you pick. <laughs> one of them's catching it. Right. Here's interesting interesting thing about Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup became the first player with 11 receptions, 140 receiving yards and two touchdown receptions in a conference championship win. That's a day to remember right there. Um, uh, Cooper Cup is also the first player in NFL history to have three games with 100 receiving yards against a single opponent, San Francisco, in a single season, including the playoffs. Isn't he also um, has the most receptions and touchdowns in a postseason? Well, it says here, it says Cooper Cup has surpassed Hall of Famer Michael Irvin for the most games with 100, 100 yards receiving. 100 receiving yards in a season in NFL history, including the playoffs. Jeez. But, you know, he ain't going to be MVP or nothing. Hold know? on. Hold on. Cooper Cup 
joined Flipper Anderson Who? as just hang on <laughs> joins Flipper Anderson and Hall of Famer Tom Fears as the only Rams players with two receiving touchdowns in a playoff game since at least 1950. <clears throat> so these are some old head receivers. Yeah, I mean, with a name like Flipper. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, it's a flipper. No. Um, Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup have joined Tom Brady and Hall of Famer Randy Moss as the only as the only duo in NFL history to connect for 20 touchdowns in their first season together, including playoffs. I was going to say Cooper Cup in the playoffs is 25 receptions, 386 yards, and four touchdowns. Um, they've played three games, correct? Yes. Wait, did they? Yes. The Rams have played three games. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's not – he's being guarded well. Obviously, you know, to – cover him um but like i said if obj is playing like everybody thinks obj plays like because he doesn't always play like that and we know that for a fact um but when he is the quote-unquote obj people expect him to be and you line them both up on the same side there's no way to cover that overhead and and the thing is also um it's not like they have a bad receiving core like we talked about how their whole receiving lineup is because uh, you also got Van Jefferson. Um, unfortunately, uh, Ty Higby got hurt, and he's impossible um, for the Super Bowl, which I, it would have sucked if he doesn't get to play. Yeah, Robert Woods a, ain't going to be back for the Super Bowl, is he? No, Robert Woods yeah. is out for it completely. <laughs> yeah, for for completely. <laughs> can, can, we uh, also, can we also show Matthew Stafford some love, man? Because I think nope. before the season, nope. every single one of us. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Okay, why? Because Jared Goff did the exact same thing in his second year with the same team. Well, not even the same team because Cooper Cup wasn't this good either. Okay. And but but now we like but what oh, is, but what's Jared Goff done in Detroit though? Same things Matt Stafford did. Nothing. So and is has, it so so, so Matt Stafford so, had Megatron? Who does Jared Goff have? You got a point. I'm not disagreeing with that. But, <laughs> like all, just, but but what I'm saying is is that, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, when because and, and I said this preseason, I said if you get Matthew Stafford a good defense, he can thrive and he can do good things. I mean, it's not like he it ain't like he was, you know, because a lot of us said, okay, Jared Goff benefited from being on the uh benefited from being on the Rams because the Rams had a good defense and the Rams had, you know, good blue group receivers. They didn't have shit in Detroit. Well, no, that's the thing. Like Jared or uh, Jared golf downgraded teams when he was traded to Detroit. Uh, Matthew Stafford. I'm not saying that he's terrible by any means, but he definitely won out on that trade because he, he acquired Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, uh, and then this year they added OBJ and uh, Von Miller. Von, Von Miller, you know, there uh, was the thing that showed that uh, the Rams. Well, sorry, I didn't got, mean to cut you off, but you know, uh, I was just saying they got Cam Akers. Yeah, like, you know, it, and they picked up Sony Michelle. Like they have a team built around him for him to win. If he wouldn't have won, what would have been the point? 
Right. No, I, no, I get what you're saying. It, 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 what would have been the point? Yeah, I get what you're saying. But isn't that every team's philosophy? Like, oh, we hey, we got Tom Brady. Well, we didn't make the Super Bowl. Well, what was the point? You see what I'm saying? I mean, you take a risk with every player that you get, regardless of if they're you're a superstar right. or if they're a rookie. And, and, and not, not to toot his horn, but Tom Brady has done more with less than any other quarterback in in the NFL. That is true. I mean, he made a superstar out of Chris Hogan in the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, Chris Hogan still had to catch the ball. I mean. <laughs> I mean, that's true. But the thing is, like, Tom Brady's specialty is knowing the skill levels of every person on his offense. Right. Most people, obviously, most people don't get to do, like, understand that. I mean, you have guys that can read, uh, can read a defense and can make adjustments, or you have a good arm, or has mobility, just able to keep the ball going and stuff like that. Tom Brady's specialty is not only being able to read a defense, but knowing what guy in that situation is going to be your best option every time. Right. Um, I like I don't know. I just feel like I think like the thirteen years that he spent in Detroit kind of prepared him for this moment in with the Rams, like. I've been through all the bullshit, you know, n- never having a running game, having a, having some great years with Megatron, but then he he dipped out early, you know, didn't really have that good of a defense for the majority. I've only been to the playoffs twice my whole career in Detroit. Then you go to L.A. in a surprise. So we talked about the trade in the offseason – Everywhere, like, why would you trade away Matthew Stafford? Well, he didn't. They didn't win anything with him. Okay, why, why would LA trade away Jared Goff? I mean, oh well, they can get a chance to get Matthew Stafford. Okay, well, like the trade at the time didn't make any sense. We were wondering, okay, how's this? How's how exactly is this going to work? And obviously, it's worked out great for the Rams in this situation because they're going to the Super Bowl. But I mean, right. to be honest, it could have been any. Like, if you put Matt Ryan on this team, he's probably could have taken them to the Super Bowl too. Uh, uh, oh no! No, you didn't start that. <laughs> you thinking Matt Ryan wouldn't be able to? Was this team? Was Cooper Cup? Does Matt Ryan have? Okay, let me, okay, hold on a second. Because now we're t- see now we're comparing apples to apples here. But at the same time, it's like, you know, what? How did Matt Ryan do this year? With no receiver? Yeah, I was no, say, no was receiver. Cool. Hold on, he had hold on, no, hold on. He had Russell Gage. He had Kyle Pitts. He had. A plethora. Well, he had Calvin Ridley for eight games. He had receivers. No. Mm. Kyle Pitts is a tight end. Uh, and uh, from his play this year, not a very good one. Uh, they won seven games still. Yeah, they they, they did. You're right. Uh, Calvin Ridley had checked out before Way the before season that. ever started. Uh, I mean... And, uh, that's he left because making, of mental illness, right? Yeah. Like, so yeah, he obviously fun wasn't of him at all. Uh, like he had checked out before the season even started. So whatever he did on the field, I, I was surprised knowing now, like, and looking back, like his play on the field was immaculate knowing that he's ha- dealing with mental health issues, you know? So with then the you team look at that- Russell Gage, I mean, because Russell Gage pretty much blossomed mm-hmm. in front of all of us. The 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 the, the number twelve on the Falcons, the the, the wide receiver, is that his name Russell four, Gage? He, yeah, he only played fourteen games, uh, but he still blossomed in that role. I mean, he had to. He, <laughs> 
Oh, he went from being number three some, to number one. <laughs> but hey, I mean, but you can't say that his his grow up wasn't almost. No, he, he he played really. He played really. He played more than what he he played better than what he expected himself to be in at the position because he went from being number three to number one. But he but he also done what people said he couldn't do. A lot of people's like, oh, he ain't gonna, you know, and he emerged as like a good young receiver. I'm not, I'm not putting him in the top ten or anything like that, you know. But I am saying that, you know, as far as like he is now the the official number one weapon for Matt Ryan, provided that Atlanta keeps Matt Ryan, because I mean, there's still talk that they might draft a quarterback this upcoming season. So Matt Ryan this season, uh, 17 games played, threw for 3,968 yards. Uh, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, but he was sacked 40 times. Ugh. Yeah. I'm good. telling you, Matt Ryan could have been in the Matt Stafford position and done a lot better because he's not getting sacked 40 times. Okay, well, let me ask you. Okay, let me ask you this question. So you're telling me that any quarterback can be put in this situation and they win? No, I'm saying any quarterback, let's let's knock out the top five. We don't even have to go to the top five. But anyone from six to probably 20 would have been able to do – take them at least to the playoffs. Maybe the from six to ten would probably be your only option to actually get further in. I'm saying with that team built around any quarterback pretty much like it is right now. Like literally pluck one quarterback, put another one in, you're still getting what you want. Um okay, you put Baker Mayfield as the quarterback of this team. Are they a playoff team? Yes. Yes. Okay, you put Ben Roethlisberger in this. Are they a playoff team? Yes, because yes. the running game is better. Okay, you put and offensive lines better too. <laughs> put Mitchell Trubisky in that role. Is he of quarter? Is he? Is his team? because no, he's this, not in the top. He's not in the top twenty. Hey, you said any quarterback? I'm just no. Names I said out there I said point. in the top twenty. Well, if you're a top twenty quarterback, then yeah, obviously. But I mean, you're talking to you the way you talked the way you were talking about this team. Is well, you anybody could put Tua? You in could that put offense. Fucking, say what? You could put two in that offense and probably get to the playoffs. Okay. I think I, I, Trevor Lawrence in that offense, they would have made the playoffs to a tug below. Uh, I, I, General I, Mills. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I was going to say. Like if you would have put Davis Mills in that on that team, the way it's built right now, I don't know that they would have made the playoffs, but we wouldn't have been talking about, Oh, Davis Mills is trash, or at least I wouldn't have. Uh, and then having to look back on the team and be like, you know what? The team itself was trash. He did the best he could with what he had. Okay, real quick, Tal. Let me I'm gonna name I'm gonna name quarterbacks real quick and tell me yes or no, they might get deep into playoffs with this team, with with the Rams team. With the Rams team currently constructed the way that it is. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh Russell Wilson. Yes. Kyler Murray. Yes. Jimmy G. Yes. Tom Brady. Of course. Um, let me see. Dak Prescott. Uh, yes. I don't know because what? let me explain. Let me explain. Because Dak Prescott has been known to make bonehead decisions in the postseason. To be honest, that wasn't his. That I know that wasn't his fault. I know that it wasn't, wasn't his fault. fault. That was definitely on the referee not being fault. there. He, 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 he got the fat man on the line. 
And you, okay. if you notice him, he's looking around to if see if who's the official. About just, okay, if we're talking about just a pure, just one game for my life situation, okay, yes, y'all, I'll put, I'll put Dak in there. Um. All right, let's make another hard one. Um. Kirk Cousins. Yes. Uh, maybe. That's a maybe. Healthy Carson Wentz. Healthy Carson Wentz? Yes. Yep. yes. Not beat up Carson machine. Wentz? No. Well, beat up Carson Wentz ain't playing. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, Derek Carr. Ooh. Yes. Provided he doesn't throw a bunch of... He didn't throw and, that many interceptions, to be honest. I wasn't. I wasn't going to say interception. I was going to say bonehead incompletions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> actually, a lot of his incompletions came off the hands of receivers. He actually okay. had a pretty decent season that was not attributed to him actually being bad. It's actually probably his best overall year. Obviously, percentage wise, not because that was a couple years ago. But yeah, before he, he broke did, his leg. Yeah, he did hit a lot of hands. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, if we're going by that perspective, then okay, I'll say yes to Derek Carr. Justin Herbert. Yes. Young, I wouldn't say immediately, but definitely in a couple of years. I mean, he took the Chargers this season to the playoffs. No, he didn't. Oh, they no, that's had, right. They might have had a winning record. I forgot it was a stupid, should have tied game. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's go a little bit harder. Um, Here's one for you. Andy Dalton. Hell no. Whoa! No, I think so. Yeah, Andy. D- yes, currently, really? current Andy Dalton. Yes, I think. Bro, Andy Dalton took the uh, Bengals to the Super Bowl, or not to or, the Super Bowl? No. The that was Bowl. what ten years ago. <laughs> Who did they have on that team ten years ago? Besides AJ Green. <laughs> Wait, a minute, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Well, no, okay, okay. I was thinking TJ. Who's your mama? But it wasn't him. Uh, it was uh, they actually. Yeah, I think that no, uh, they had no, Muhammad no. Sanu. They had Muhammad, they Sanu. Had Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, before he went to uh, before, has, before he went to Atlanta. Monster. Yeah, you don't think Andy Dalton could have taken a tremendously better team than what he had when he went to the playoffs to the to the playoffs or deep into the playoffs? I think you're. What you guys are doing right now is it's like, is that you're trying to make the case that any quarterback can be in this position. Because you've said yes to every single quarterback that you've said. I'm not even just starting ones on teams that are uh, above 500 right now. Okay, okay, all right, we'll continue, continue. Well, that's why I said Andy Dalton was because he were below 500. And okay. Kirk Cousins was also below 500. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving you harder ones, too. Okay, okay, go ahead. Okay, here's one for you guys. Drew Locke. No. No. Oh, man, I couldn't even say that one with a straight face. Now, I mean, according to you guys, this team could make anybody a star. No, that's not true. Hey, Drew Lock, <laughs> Drew Lock is horrendous. He's almost he he's almost Kyle Orton bad. I mean, Kyle but Orton it, did get the Nathan Bears to the Peterman Super Bowl. Bad. Did he? No, Rex Grossman did. No, Rex Grossman was hurt. Kyle Orton got them to the Super Bowl. And instead of playing Kyle Orton in the Super Bowl, they went back to Rex Grossman. Now I'm not saying that if they played Kyle Orton, they would have won. <laughs> they but I am. Won. They wouldn't have won, but it would have been a whole lot closer than Rex Grossman. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Kyle Orton was really bad. Trust me, I had him. <laughs> yeah, and then who replaced him? 
Jay Cutler, who was better than no, Gordon. No, no, no. That was on Mr. Tim Tebow that replaced Kyle Lorton after a one and four start. Turned y'all into the number one rushing attack, the number a top five defense. Led y'all to the playoffs. Y'all had that victory over the Steelers in, in, in overtime. It was the first year of the overtime rule where you score a touchdown first, you win. I thought we traded Chicago for Jay Cutler. No. No, y'all drafted Jay Cutler. No, we didn't. Yes, y'all did. Y'all drafted him 11th overall. I thought the Bears drafted Jay Cutler. Yeah. No, no, the no Jay Cutler went to the Bears. I remember him playing for the Bears, but... I, I, Jay, I Cut, Jay Cutler, I uh, this 2006, uh, yep, 2006 draft, first, uh, first round, 11th pick overall to the Denver Broncos. Played That's there for right. three years. Yeah, Played there did. for three years, then went Oof. to Chicago. and then I, I should never look this up because Talon's always right when it comes to – Jay Cutler, you, his no. favorite quarterback. Fuck Jay Cutler. No, no, no. When it comes to useless knowledge like this, like – like Talon is the king of it, one hundred percent. Right. Like, All right, another quarterback I'm gonna name real quick. One more, one more. This turns to a game show at this point. <laughs> one more. I got one for you. All right, go ahead, Roger. You go ahead, and go first. I, I, I think. To, go ahead. Are you ready? Go ahead. Sam Darnold. That's what I was gonna fucking say. Were you really? <laughs> I swear to God, I that was I was like I got one, and I swear to God, I would take Cam Newton over Sam Darnold. To be honest with you, I mean I definitely take Cam. I would Newton put over. Cam, I would put Cam. I would put in this Rams team. It could revitalize Cam. I think. Um, no, because you would have to try to make deep passes because his guys are all long threats. Yeah, it, except for Ty Higby, really have a deep ball. No. I mean, his option ability would be great because you have Sony Michelle and uh, Cam Akers. They'd be great at that front. But then you're pretty much neutralizing what your outside guys can do because they're deep threats and fast guys unless he gets quick slants and they just go upfield. Well, Cooper Cup can still line up in the slot for him. Yeah, he can, but Cooper Cup's best thing is a, like a 10-yard post. <laughs> That's true. Cam Newton could throw 10 yards. Uh, accurately, no. Hey, I just said he could throw it. I didn't say anything about accuracy. <laughs> which, which Cooper Cup is good enough to the point where he can manipulate and catch the ball. So, I mean, he'll be... He'll be manipulate time perfect. and space? <laughs> <laughs> he got to go to the quantum realm with Ant-Man, apparently. Um, I'm just saying this. Matthew Stafford has always been a 6-10 to 10 on at quarterbacks. Jared Goff's also been 6-10 to 10 quarterback. Them switching them around, yeah, he, uh, yes, he got them to the Super Bowl his first year. Jared Goff got them there second year in. But but, but hold on, but hold on, but but was it Jared Goff that got them there, or was it Todd Gurley and the defense that helped get him there? No, I remember Todd Gurley did, barely even played uh, near the end of the season because that ran, his random need degeneration. Yeah, but still I, the deep, but but still the that was more of a defensive minded team because they were the number one defense in the league in 2017. They were also like the third overall offense. Were they a third offense? Yeah, they were a high octane offense. Uh, they had Robert Woods, young, young Robert Woods, young Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, and 
Oh my God, who was the other? Who was the fourth guy? Um, it's Brandon Cooks, wasn't it? Before he yes. went to uh, yeah, yes. Brandon Cooks before he yes. went to uh, Houston. Yes. Yeah. He had a lot of deep threat options, and Josh Reynolds was always the checkdown guy. Okay, I'll give it to you. <laughs> like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to downplay Matt Stafford because, like I said, he's always been in between a six to ten, a six to ten quarterback. Because obviously, he played for the Lions. You can only be so good with the Lions, as we see with Jared Goff. When you get, when you put a good player on a great team, you're going to get good results unless he gets injured. I mean, Carson Wentz went to the Colts and was still able to make stuff happen. Right. Well, I mean, then again, he had Jonathan Taylor too. So, you know, that having having the uh, the second best running back in the league kind of you know helps. Yeah. Um. So, and for all the Indianapolis uh, Colts fans listening, yes, I said second best running back. He still ain't better than Derrick Henry. Um. Derrick, I mean, we we could, we we talk about that one. I don't want to start a fire out here that one might start a fight <laughs> right. for some uh, people okay so real quick question about this game before we move on um whoops i went off of it <laughs> is so the, the rams only scoring 20 is is does that say that the the 49ers defense is that good or is the rams offense starting to falter a little bit no, I we talked about it last year. I remember how bad we all talked we literally talked about this, how bad the 49ers were with all those injuries last year. Main ones being Nick Bosa and Richard Sherman. Nick Bosa comes back. That motherfucker's going to the Super Bowl. And I'm not right. saying, yeah, it's just all him, but that man is getting to the quarterback every single game. He's causing a lot of disturbance. He's getting in the pass lanes, causing hesitations. Because he is, he's, we always say one guy doesn't make a team. But in football, one guy's presence causes the team's game plans to change and focus on one guy, which leaves openings for other guys. And that's what an Aaron Donald and a Nick Bosa does do. Right. But also, but, but also at the same time, I mean, when Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham combined go for 20 receptions, 255 yards, and two touchdowns, I mean... <laughs> They also played on the same side. Like I said, the safety was getting fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly. No Vaseline. Because, I mean, I'm trying to think about who their... Yeah, their be- their top tackler was was uh, Ambry Thomas, and he's a corner. Because he had to tackle back... <laughs> all- he had to tack-, tack people in the backfield because they were just getting passed all the time. Yeah, I mean, Nick Bosa, I mean, the only other person that had recorded a sack was Samuel uh, Ibakum. Uh, Ibukam. Huh? Ibukam. Yeah, and it was only a half sack. That's because he combined with Nick Bosa on a sack. (laughs) Right. But no, uh, like, uh, that man's presence, like I said, special guys like that, like Reggie White, you know, you had a triple team pretty much, which left everybody else pretty much a free blitz to a quarterback. Right. Right. just guys that cause enough you know, disturbance, like T.G. Watt. He may be a linebacker, but he's an edge rusher, Von Miller style. So it, you have to make sure your uh, tight end uh, will give him a little chip something, which causes the hesitation for the tight end to get open. Or your guy in the end has to pay attention to the other, the defensive end, and uh, T.J. Watt coming in on him. So I mean, it's just one of those things where you're you're screwed because the game plan on 
yeah, we double this guy, but that leaves one guy open or a gap somewhere. You want to know a weird stat real quick before we get out of here? Um, of this, of this, of this game real quick. It says the Rams are two and twenty-three when trailing by ten points in the second half under Sean McVay. Both yeah. wins came in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, you remember who the other one was? Uh, was it the other the time they went to the championship game? Who who do they beat in the championship game? Was it not the Chiefs? No, were the Patriots? Oh shit! I now hesitated on myself. NFC, uh, Bubba, NFC. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I I just don't, just messed myself up there. <laughs> NFC uh, championship games. Yeah. 2017 uh, was when they went to the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh, I literally forgot. I actually had it pulled up a second ago, too. They went against... Uh, oh, scroll too fast. It was... Why are they showing me AFC? I don't want AFC. Is the Atlanta Falcons? No, no, sorry, sorry. It was the Saints, sorry. Saints, yeah. In in New Orleans. It was a road game too? Huh. I thought it was a home game. That's weird. I could have torn it with a home game. But yeah, it was that year they won the championship. Yeah. What did they finish that year at? See, 2018. So it may have been 2019 that I'm thinking... Uh, no, 2019 was... Yes. They had Tavon Austin? Jeez. <laughs> has a name I haven't heard in forever. Yeah. All right. So they lost only three games that season. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, they lost to the Saints the first time at uh, in New Orleans. They lost to the Bears 6-15. to What? Uh... In Chicago, then they lost to Philly twenty three to thirty. Then they blew out the Cardinals. Then they blew out <laughs> the Forty ers That doesn't make sense at all. How do you beat those two teams, but you lose to the Bears in Philly? Matchup, man. Sometimes it all comes down to matchup. But um, also remember they beat. Uh, that's the year they that we had the greatest regular season game of all time against the Chiefs, where they won fifty four fifty one. Oh yeah. They literally started that season 8-0, lost to the New Orleans Saints. Then they came back, beat Seattle, beat the Chiefs, had a bye week, beat the Lions, then lost to the Bears and the Eagles, then beat the Cardinals and the 49ers. Like, it makes no sense, but that offense was extremely good. Hey, any given Sunday, man. That's the way, that's right. the, way the world is. All right. Uh, um, uh, go ahead, well, Chip. I was going to say, before we get to our Super Bowl predictions, a uh, couple of uh, – coaching hirings around the league. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have hired Mike McDonald as their new defensive coordinator. He spent 2021 as the University of Michigan defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, Carolina Panthers uh, have hired Ben McAdoo as their offensive coordinator. Why? McAdoo. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> and well, did, well, did, well, didn't didn't he – wasn't he the head coach for the Giants for a while? Yeah. Two seasons ago, three seasons ago, three seasons ago. I know he sucked. I just didn't like. I mean, like to think that they're in that situation where 
what do you do with when you're given nothing, pretty much? I mean, yeah, you get Saquon Barkley, but he's made he's more glass than Carson Wentz. That's and true. that's your, and that's pretty much your offense. So what do you do? Uh, hey, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they also hired Chris Tabor as special teams coordinator. Um, people may know Chris Tabor as the uh, former special teams coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. The uh, Chicago Bears have hired Matt Eberflew as their new head coach, Ryan Poles as their new GM, and Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator. Uh, Poles was previously with the Kansas City Chiefs. He was the executive director of player personnel. Uh, And then uh, Matt Eberflew and Luke Getze were the uh, QB slash passing game court or uh, I'm sorry, Luke Getze was the QB slash passing game coordinator for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Hmm. Uh, The Denver Broncos have officially hired Nathaniel Hackett as their new head coach. In hopes of bringing over uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Yes. Uh, the Green Bay Packers' new offensive coordinator is Adam St- Stananovich. Stananovich, uh, yeah. Yeah. He he was the former offensive line slash run game coordinator for the Packers. The Las Vegas Raiders have hired Dave Ziegler as their new general manager and former New Orleans – or. New Orleans, for, former New England Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels as their new head coach. Wait, say, say that. Say that again. Josh McDaniels, yes. No, yes. he's the new head coach of what Raiders the, of the Las which Vegas Raiders. Sense. Oh, okay, okay. The interim coach should have definitely been, but you know, Rich Basakia, this Basakia. How's it pronounced? Something like that. Yeah, he was in. The, yeah, he was in the interim. Yeah, uh, the Minnesota Vikings have hire, hired Kwasi Adolfo Mensah as their new GM. Uh, he was the previously the vice president of football operations for the Cleveland Browns. Um, the New York Giants have hired Joe Shahon as their new GM and, and Brian DeBole as their new head coach. So Brian DeBole got the, took the Giants job instead of the Miami job. Yep. Okay. Uh, those are all the hirings so far. Uh, now the, the Ravens uh, have interviewed Chris Richards, the Saints defensive uh, backs coach and Joe Witt Jr., the Cowboys' secondary coach slash defensive pass game coordinator for positions. Uh, The Buffalo Bills have hired, or I'm sorry, have interviewed Raiders wide receiver coach Edgar Bennett for the new offensive coordinator. Uh, Carolina Panthers have interviewed uh, Scotty Montgomery, the Colts' running back coach. Clint Kubiak, the Vikings offensive coordinator, P- 
Pep Hamilton, the Texans passing game coordinator slash quarterback coach. Jay Gruden, former Washington head coach. And Mike Grohl, the uh, Colts wide receivers coach for various positions. Uh, the Bears have interviewed uh, Dennis Allen, Saints defensive coordinator, Todd Bowles, Buccaneers defensive coordinator, Jim Caldwell, former Lions and Col Colts head coach, uh, Brian Flores, former Dolphins head coach, Leslie Frazier, the Bills defensive coordinator, uh, Byron Lefwich, the Buccaneers offensive coordinator, Doug Peterson, former Eagles head coach, and Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator uh, for various positions. Let's see. I'm not going to read them all. Any chance Mike McCarthy stays on as head coach of the Cowboys? Yes. Unfortunately for now. Okay. Even though everybody's saying he should not be the coach right now. Yeah. The uh the Broncos have interviewed Igerio Evero, the Rams secondary coach, at, for the defensive coordinator position. Um they have interviewed Kevin Coger, the Chargers tight end coach, and Justin Outman, the Packers tight end coach, uh, for offensive coordinator position. The uh, Texans have interviewed Brian Flores, former Dolphins head coach, Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, the Chargers offensive coordinator, Josh Vince McGowan. Lombardi? No, Joe. <laughs> um, Joe McCowan, or Josh McCowan, uh, <laughs> veteran, veteran NFL quarterback. Yay. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, the Rams offensive coordinator, and Heinz Ward, uh, he's the special assistant to the head coach at Florida Atlantic University. What does that even mean? Uh, I'm not really sure because uh, I know Vince Young is the special assistant to the coach at Texas uh, for the Longhorns. And I'm not really sure what that means. Is that the guy they send to, with the bag of money to recruit players? I think so, possibly. <laughs> Which is not illegal anymore, so they can, I guess, say that. Yeah. Uh, and the Dolphins have interviewed Thomas Brown, the Rams' assistant head coach, Brian DeBole, the Bills' offensive coordinator, although we know he was already hired by the Giants, uh, Leslie Frazier, the... Bill's defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph, the Cardinals defensive coordinator, Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. Please don't. Please no. And Dan Quinn, the Cowboys defensive coordinator for their head can, coaching position. The Can we just get Eric Bieniemy like uh, nobody's he, getting him cuz he's waiting for Andy Reid to quit. Yeah, that's what I that's what I mean I know I know that and, that, and that's now, I think we've been I think we've been saying that for years but still. Now, according to nfl.com, Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator and Kellen Moore, the Cowboys offensive coordinator, are their two finalists for head coach at Miami for the Dolphins. Mm. 
uh, Dan <sighs> Quinn has decided to remain with Dallas as their defensive coordinator, so he's off the table. Because you don't so, want that problem no more. Exactly. Yes. So Kellen Moore and who else did you say? Leslie Frazier? No. Kellen Moore and Mike McDaniel. Mike he's McDaniel. The, he's the 49ers offensive coordinator. Mm. So uh, real quick, Talon, um, LA, the Rams team stats from 2018 to show you how good they were. Okay. Um, they total points per game, 32.9. Um, their opponents average only 18 points per game against them. Um, they had a total of 60 total touchdowns as a team, um, only allowing 44. Uh, they had, as a team, a total of 527 points. Um, they only got 384 points scored against them. Then, uh, Jared Goff had 4,688 yards. Todd Gurley, 1,251 yards. Robert Woods had 1,219 yards, followed by Brandon Cooks having 1,204 yards. Cooper Cup only played eight games, but had 566 yards. Um, their offense was explosive. <laughs> okay. I'm telling Just, you, it, it, I'm telling you, man, they, they was doing it. Yet they only scored three points in the uh, Super Bowl where they lost to the Patriots. Yeah. They had no, <laughs> they had no Todd Gurley and no Cooper Cup. Todd Gurley was their running back. But they still had Robert Woods. They still had a, a defense that held team, like, would you say, would you say 17 points? Something like 18 that? points. 18 points. How much did the Patriots score? Was it just 18 points? No, I think they scored less than that. I think it was 14. <laughs> that was a very low scoring Super Bowl. I wasn't a fan of that Super Bowl. It was just a boring. It was a boring Super Bowl. Gosh, the whole postseason, C.J. Anderson was playing, and he only got 189 yards in the three games he played. Poor guy. Man, once once Todd Gurley went down, that that explosive uh, running game <laughs> was no longer explosive. Right. All right. Well, that being said, gentlemen, unless there's any other anything else, any other high, any other headlines, who's, highlights, who's our picks for the Super Bowl. Uh. <laughs> well, real quick, going this will lead into our picks for the Super Bowl. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals injuries. Uh. CJ Uzmo uh, is suffering from a sprained MCL after Sunday's AFC Championship game. Josh Tapoa, Cam Samuel, and Stanley Morgan are all questionable uh, for the Super Bowl. And for the Rams, we have Tyler Higby is questionable uh, after suffering. An MCL sprain. Uh, Taylor Rapp and Joe Noteboom uh, are both questionable. So. Okay. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Sunday, February 13th, 6.30, NBC. Available on NBC and Peacock. You got the Los Angeles Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Super Bowl guys, who you got? I gotta give it to the man, Big Buck Burrow. The Cincinnati Bengals came to play. But I... is the motivation gonna be enough? Because yeah, they're they're a good team. They're a legit team. The motivation is winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else motivation? 
I don't know. Better, I mean, a better offense. Break it down. To, all right, who has the which team has the better quarterback, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? Technically, Matthew Stafford because he has Cooper Cup as main receiver and yeah. he's the number one receiver. No, no, okay, forget about receivers for right now. Who's the best quarterback between Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow? And I'm for, forget about receivers. I'm going to give it to Joe Burrow for the little bit he's played and how far he's taken him already. Okay, who has the best core group of receivers? One side you have Cooper Cup and, Ode- and Odell Beckham. The other side you have Jamar Chase and Tyler. Uh, uh, no, you don't have. You don't have. Higgins. You don't have. You don't have Higby. No. Wait, you don't T- have Higgins. 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 You have Higgins. Yes. Yeah. Higgins. There you go. T. Higgins. There you go. Um, I gotta lean toward. I gotta lean toward L.A. with that one. Well, yeah, because they have the number one receiver. <laughs> but Jamar Chase is Rookie of the Year, though. That's he. Whew. He's really good, but he's not getting. He's not Cooper Cup in it. He's a. He's an actual wideout. He's not a slot receiver. Right. Who's got the best running? Who's got the better running game? Oh, this Ooh, year that one's that one's a little harder to to pick because Joe Mixon is doing really good this year, but Cam Akers, Cam Akers and Sonny yeah. Michelle. <laughs> so it's a two one. So it's more of a one two punch with them than it is a uh, it's a straight. Well, the thing is that Sonny Michelle's a better receiving running back. Better than Cam Akers. Cam Akers can catch and run, but Joe Mixon can do both. Um, okay, who's got the better offensive line? I think the Ooh. Bengals do. No, I would say I would say L.A. Ooh, Tennessee set a... Tennessee sacked Joe Burrow nine times and lost. <laughs> Still got sacked nine times. I'm just saying. Lost. Uh, no, well, no. Yeah, lost. Okay. But, I think the Rams actually do have a better offensive line. But how many times did Joe Burrow get sacked against Kansas City? Three times? I think it was three, yeah. I think it was okay. three times. Yeah. Three or four. All right, I'm who's got saying. the better defensive line? Defensive line? Uh, I got to lean go toward LA. I got to go LA with that one, yeah. Uh, yeah, LA. Best uh, linebacker, best linebacking core. Uh, Jabril only got sacked one time. Never mind, he got hit seven times. Yeah. Best uh, linebacking core. Best linebacker. Uh, best linebacking core. Yeah. Bengals. As a collective group, I'd say Bengals, but I think the best linebacker in the game is the best linebacker in this particular game would be Von Miller. But uh, I don't know we'll after after the way Mike Hilton played. Oh no, he's a corner. Well, Sorry, not Hilton, Mike Hilton. Um, shoot, what was his name? Uh, Hubbard. Right. Uh, Hubbard. Yes, Hubbard. Sorry, Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard. Yes. Right. Who who who's got the better secondary? Um, I'm, I'm overall, 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 Bengals. Yes, Jalen Ramsey may be the single best one on the field right now, but, but I, I think the combination. But that's the thing. I, I think the combination of of Jesse Bates and Vaughn Bell and Trey Flowers and, and damn Apple. Mike Hilton, Eli Apple, like they I mean, have a I'm rotational not, setup, yeah. Yes, like I mean, they're not Legion of Boom, but I mean, they, they might be. <laughs> they, in, in terms of interceptions, they got six interceptions, you know, in this playoffs, you know, so they they can take the ball away. Um. But I said overall Bengals do, but Jalen Ramsey is the better singular. Yeah. Even even though he's getting shut down or they're outplaying. I mean, he got outdone by Mike Evans, which is 
I mean, that dude's yeah, six Mike, foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but Mike Evans is just Mike Evans is just on another level right now. Yeah, he he's he's you know. tall and he's fast, great hands. I mean, and he he's not afraid to take contact. So I mean, that's a guy that that's, that's why Jalen Ramsey got beat because is he a top five? Oh yeah, he's top three okay. actually. Okay, uh, top three. With with D Hop being out, yeah, I'd go cat probably say top three with D Hop being gone. Because who D-Hop is was, who's the only man to go eight seasons with a thousand yards? How many seasons Cooper Cup played yet? No, he's only played five. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Cooper Cup didn't even get a thousand. He's only had like two seasons with a thousand yards. Yeah, he's getting there though. Yeah, or yeah. three seasons, I think now. It may be three. I'm not, I'm not sure. But no, Mike, right. e- Mike Evans is a, is a special breed of receiver that we don't get very often. Right. Because he's quiet, he'll be running his mouth. Exactly. He's like the new age Marvin Harrison. Yeah, but taller. <laughs> but taller, yeah. Uh, All right. So, uh, so overall, who? Like I said, who? Who we got? Who we got overall? I already said, my, my boy, Big Money Burrows in the Cincinnati Bengals. I also am going to have to go with the Bengals. Momentum is on their side. Uh, I mean, just look, they they beat the number one team in the league. Didn't beat the number two team in the league. Right. Uh, whereas the the Rams barely beat the, the number six. 49ers. Uh, yeah. Uh, they barely beat the Bucks. <laughs> barely beat the Bucks the week before. Uh, uh, then who did they play? The Cardinals. They they thrashed the Cardinals, but they did thrash <laughs> the Cardinals. Yeah, but but let me put a caveat to that. They thrashed a depleted Cardinals. Oh, I'm not disagreeing with that. Uh, and I, I mean, I, I'm not even a, a Cardinals fan by any means. I'm just. We saying. know you love their. That's your new team. We Man, know you love them. Here's yeah. my thing, like for forever the Cardinals isn't that your slogan? FTC forever the Cardinals. No. <laughs> Here's my thing, man. Like, I want to root for Cincinnati for a couple of reasons. One, they haven't won a championship since like with the 1980s. They, they well, they've never won a Super Bowl. Oh, oh, they haven't been to a Super Bowl since the 1980s. This is only their third time ever going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the yeah. Rams, the Rams have already won a championship. Uh, back in '99, um, of course, if the rules, if, if today's rules were played back then, Tennessee would have ha- had the touchdown. I ain't gonna get into that. Um, you know so, what? I, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was I was thinking something else. So well, I was I was I was thinking like, do I go with my head here? Do I go with my with my gut feeling here? I don't know. There's something about you're right. You, you got you, you guys. You guys are right. Momentum has a lot to do with it. And right now, they have all the Cincinnati has all the momentum in the world. And plus, I think it'd be pretty cool if Von Bell, you know, brought a Lombardi Trophy to uh, the city of Rossville. So I'm gonna go with the Bengals to win this one. I think it's gonna be close. Y'all, y'all want to throw out a final score, which y'all think it's gonna be, or Bengals no. by three. Uh, Bengals by three. And Evan McPherson field goal to win the game. <laughs> yeah. The the postseason MVP so far. Yeah. Yeah. But um what I was gonna say is that since the the Bengals last 
true loss was week 14 in overtime against the 49ers. And I say that because they played uh, week 18, was it? They played the Browns and they sat everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was week 18. Yeah. Um, and they barely, they only lost by five points to the Browns without starting uh, Joe Burrows or Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase played the first half, but Joe Burrows didn't play, uh, Mixon didn't play, and they still about one was their second string running back and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, since then, they, week 17, they beat the Chiefs at home. Or, no, they beat the Chiefs 31 34. Uh, we talked about that already. Uh, before that, they beat the Ravens forty-one to twenty-one. Then they beat. They barely beat the Broncos fifteen to ten, which right. was weird to me. Um, <laughs> don't know how. And then pretty much, like I said, besides that week eighteen, they've had all the momentum. They beat uh, the Raiders. Then they beat Titans. Then obviously the game that just happened. Um, I guess the Chiefs. I mean, really, I don't, I, I don't see them really losing because of that. Um, one weird thing though is that this is also a home game for the Rams, technically, because they're playing nope. in uh, so so mm, Stadium. They they are, but the the Bengals are listed as the home. Team. I mean, yeah. you can list them as the home team, but more LA people won't be there than there's going to be Cincinnati people. So. But, 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 but here's the thing. It, 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 it's the Super Bowl. It's, it's different than like a regular season home game. Like, I mean, there's going to be people from all, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be some other, it, it ain't going to be just Rams fans if, if that's what you're thinking. Although, here's the thing. Mm. In, <laughs> in, 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 just based on statistics, the Rams are the overall favorite to win. They are ninth in total offense, while the Bengals are 13th in total offense. They are also 17th in defense compared to the Bengals, 18th in defense. As far as passing offense goes, the Rams are 5th and the Bengals are 7th. Who had a better passing offense? Say what now? Who had a better passing offense than the Rams? Uh, Well. They literally had the triple crown champ. So, I mean. Well. Um, and then the only stati- the only uh, one of these statistics where the Bengals beat out the Rams is in rushing, but even then the rushing is low. The Bengals were twenty three, the Rams were twenty five. You know where else the the Bengals beat out the Rams? Footy for the win. <laughs> well, that's true. Now, the, now in their last meeting, October twenty sixth, I'm sorry, October twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. The Rams beat the Bengals twenty-four to ten. I don't know why that matters, but it's just telling me what happened in the last meet. Yeah, I mean they were two completely different teams at that point. Right. This was pre-Joe Burrow too, wasn't it? Or was it when no, they got? Yeah, yeah it's pre-Joe Burrow. So they didn't get who? Burrow until twenty twenty. Yeah. Who, who is the overall? What are you asking? I wonder who the season leader for passing was for team wise. Yeah, was it was it Tampa Bay? I'm looking up right now. Is either Tampa Bay or I mean, either them or, or Green Bay? No, no. Top. Uh, I mean, Tom Brady was the number one quarterback with five thousand three hundred sixteen yards. So I guess yeah. it has to be him. And then Justin Herbert was actually second. 
Yeah, and then Matthew Stafford finished third. That's kind of weird. At hmm. You talking about? Is it, are you talking about individual passing yards or team passing yards? I mean, who else is passing for these teams? Yeah, who else? Well, <laughs> I mean, you know. I mean, if they do have like a one or two, they might have one or two gadget plays. But overall, your your starting quarterbacks, your starting quarterback for Tampa Bay, Chargers, Rams, Kansas City. Yeah, but I mean, but what I'm saying is that what I mean by that is the team. Yeah, I mean, one quarterback can play all sixteen or seventeen games, but that last game, maybe they don't start the starting quarterback, or you know. I mean, true because Joe Burrow didn't play seventeen; he played sixteen, and he still finished six overall. Right. Uh, trying to see something here. Hang on. Let me see who the top receivers were. It's uh, a mix, literally a mix. Until twelve and thirteen is the Chargers. They have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Travis Kelsey actually played fourteenth. Yeah. Only played sixteen games, also. Yeah, according to pass, according to passing yards, it goes Bucks, Chargers, Cowboys, Chiefs, Rams, Raiders. Bengals, Cardinals, Packers, Vikings. That's so is your weird top to me. ten. That's so weird to me. Yeah. Um. I'm, let me, let I wonder how real quick. How did it get that statistic? Is it average or yards per game? I guess maybe it's total. It's total yards per game. Yeah. The total yards per season, rather. I'm sorry. That's total yards per season. Um. As far as touchdowns go, uh, touchdowns. It was the Bucks, the Rams, Cowboys, Packers, Chargers. Uh, then it has the interceptions. In terms of interceptions, it was the Panthers, the Jets, the Giants, the Bills, the Rams, the Ravens, the Jags, the Bills, the Washington football team, and the Chargers as your top ten. Excuse me. Who threw your most interceptions this season? Matthew Stafford did, of course. He threw as many <laughs> he threw as many interceptions as Trevor Lawrence did. That's actually uh, surprising yeah. to me. He also got Let's sacked see. thirty times. Is he the most uh-huh. sacked? No, Joe Burrow is the most sacked. Ugh. Yeah, I really, I figured it'd be Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson was third. Ryan Tannehill was second. But as far as a team goes, um, as far as just uh, quarterbacks getting sacked, um, it was the Bears at number one, the Ra- the Ravens at two, Bengals at three, Jets at four, Panthers at five, Browns at six, Titans at seven, Seahawks at eight, Texans at nine, and Washington at ten. Bears also had the most total sack yards of being sacked, 428. So I'm trying to see. Uh, Justin Field was sacked 36 times. Andy Dalton was 18 times. So that's, what, 53? So those two together only had two more sacks than Joe Burrows did solo as a quarterback. Yep. That's kind of it's kind of bad. Hmm. What's crazy but to think? His post has got better though. <laughs> uh, the Bengals are one, two, sixteenth in um, field goals for the season. Well, they probably didn't have to kick as many field goals. Yeah the the Ravens are first. They definitely had to kick a lot of field goals. Yeah. Uh, 35 made on 37 attempts for 94.6% of their field goals made. Uh, Matt Gay has missed two field goals so far this postseason. 
He's not made anything over 50 yards, and he has missed one between 40 and 49. Uh, hopefully, they ain't going to kick a long one. Hopefully not. But uh, uh, make, old McFearless over here, he said he hit from anywhere, point of spot, and he got it. Yeah, he was Evan McPherson was twenty eight to thirty three with a um, basically a a zero, a zero point eight four eight field goal percentage. Uh, he is longest no. was fifty four. I'm sorry, fifty six yards. No, the, the I Bengals, mean I'm 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 looking right at NFL.com. The NFL. Bengals were twenty nine for thirty four. With the longest at fifty-eight yards, he did have the longest, but he was twenty-eight for thirty-three. Somebody else kicked for them. Yeah, who the hell else kicked for the Bengals? Uh, I'd have to definitely look that up. I'm sorry, right. we're, going, just... we're going next-gen stats over here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, he definitely did. There was somebody else because I think he's a rookie, so I don't think they expected him to play, and they found out that he was yeah. good. Who was it? Who was it? I don't know. Because they don't even have anybody else listed. Well, they probably released them. Uh, let me see. Everyone McPherson. Maybe it's one of those weird things where one stat's not showing. Uh, oh, I wonder if what I'm looking at is post and regular season together. No. Um, his regular season, 20 for 33, was the longest of... Uh, Whatever we said, fifty-eight. It was Austin Shabayer. Shabayer. Yeah, I was like, was, I know there was somebody else. It there. was Austin Shabayer, and he was. Uh, Austin Shabayer went five of six, for fifty five of six. Okay. This this season, so when you combine his made attempts and his his maids and his attempts with Evan McPherson's, they it all adds up to the Bengals. Uh, that makes total sense. Okay. stats. So, you know who we forgot to talk about? Sorry, Tyler Boyd is also a receiver for Joe Burrow. Yes. He didn't really do much last game, but he has been a reliable catch, uh, receiver. All right. So, uh, real quick, just, just so we have this down for sure, I'm going with the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Roger, you're going with the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Talon, did you say Bengals or Rams? I said Bengals. Okay. It's going to be a very, very interesting game. Um, I'm looking forward to a high-impact game. I'm looking forward to a game where, I mean, on See, paper, this should be an exciting Super Bowl to watch. I don't think that it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'm not having another Rams Super Bowl be 3-12. to 12. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be more high score. I mean, obviously both defenses are going to play well. I'm thinking somewhere in the ballpark, if I had to throw a number out there, I'm going to say 30 to 27 no, Bengals. It's going to be lower than that. Uh, crap, I just had the over-under. I think they're saying it's going to be a 40-point game, actually. I'm going to go 30-27. Where's my betting odds? Where's my betting odds? Speaking of which, we need to start really getting into this betting game, especially after we just predicted the playoffs pretty much right. Yeah. Uh, Somebody just I, won 20, go... 25000 just by betting on the 
I, I'm after putting a twenty dollar bet. Yeah, I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen, Bengals. So the overall is forty eight and a half points between both teams together. Uh, and the Rams are only a four and a half point um, favorite now. Favorite, yeah. Which means they're. I guess it depends on the news of Ty Higby, really, yeah. whether it's up and down more or not. Um, let's see. Who, what do I predict? I predict. I predict. Twenty-one, twenty-four Bengals. Okay, so we all got it by three. We're all predicting an Evan, Evan McPherson. Well, he could he can make one early in the game, and they just don't ever kick another one. They just score touchdowns from there. There yeah. you go. That could work. I mean, you only need to win by one, right? Yeah. Or hey, what, what's what's the old saying? Win by an inch or a mile, it's still winning. Is winning. Yep. Let's just hope and pray it doesn't go into overtime. You didn't have me. You didn't even have your car. <laughs> Granny family, double clutching. Family. <laughs> I don't have friends. I have family. Anyway, all right. That being said, we went off track here. Let's get back on track. <laughs> we went off track a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yes, we have. Well, we wouldn't be movement radio if we didn't go off track at least once or twice. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? What are your NFL Super Bowl predictions. Are you guys going with the Los Angeles Rams or are you going with the Cincinnati Bengals? Let us know in the Movement Radio Facebook page on, on Facebook, the fan page. And um, you guys got anything you want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Roger? No. Okay. <laughs> Shout out. I don't know why I even why do I even bother. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I really just don't have anything to say right now. Like, okay, all right. There's nothing else really coming up besides, you know, Super Bowl and it'll It'll pop up when he he expects like oh, I should have said that, but anyway. But no, uh, shout out to Sean Thompson, Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast, Andrew and Sean, the Warrior Workout Network, Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. I'm at Montanez. Should I watch that with Sean Miller? Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you for everybody for tuning into this episode. We are up to twenty thousand. We passed twenty thousand uh, downloads. I don't even know what our next mile. Our next milestone is twenty one. I don't know how close are we to twenty one. Does anybody know? Three hundred away. Three hundred away. Three hundred or less away. Yeah. Come on, y'all make this happen. Y'all make us happen. Y'all keep on sharing. Keep on like. Keep on liking the stuff. Keep on subscribing. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of cool things coming down the pike, like what we talked about. Rock Retrospective of Blink-182 is coming soon. Uh, the Rap Rewind of Eminem's uh, Recovery is coming out soon. Uh, we got a lot more lists. We got our brand new series we're fixing to drop very soon. I'm not going to tell you too much about it, but if you are a fan of true crime, you will enjoy the series. Uh, and also, something about sports is coming back uh, for Season 3 after uh the upcoming uh after this season of are you ready for some football is over and we got a lot of cool content still we talk wrestling still got uh other stuff we got an evening with coming up very soon um with a couple of uh i think them ninjas podcast i think is what it was rogers that is, am i correct on that yes yes um so we got a lot of cool things uh coming down the pike um so that being said again everybody thank you so much we love you guys We'll see you guys next week on another episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? I've got something to say. Go ahead. Avocados are a fruit and not a vegetable. They're actually a berry.
There we go. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. <laughs> <laughs> please do not leave without leaving a like comment share and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform follow us on all of our social media facebook twitter instagram and tiktok check out the youtube channel subscribe click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and once again check out movementradio.us i am chip hazard i am talon williams and nutmeg is a hallucination and this is Movement Radio. You're a dumbass. I'm really yeah, going to do like random. It. I'm really going to just give out random facts as my outro from now on. What are you, a damn Snapple bottle? What the hell? Yeah, very useful, useless, useful information. All right, we out, y'all. God's plan. <laughs>